What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. This is Andy Lopez. Uh, you might know me as Invisible Gardener. Today, we got a brand new show we're starting. We're calling Body and Garden. <coughs> Excuse me. I have this friend called Chuck Meese. I've known him, I don't know, 20, 30 years. Cool person. He, he has a degree in psychology and is also a chiropractor. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about him and I is that we're identical people, but in different realms. I do gardening, he does body. And the more we talk, the more we realize there's a lot of relationships between the body and the garden. So I talked him into uh, not being the shy person that he is, into being a co-host on our show. And he should be on this show. This is the first show. He's going to be coming on. The two of us are going to start talking. It is open to the general public, unlike uh, my members-only show. I do have a, a general public also. Show. But uh, anybody's welcome to call in and talk to us if they have a question about the garden or the body. Remember, we're not giving you professional advice. We are just talking about what we believe you can do. Uh, that's the same thing when I talk in a garden. Even though in the garden I give professional advice, but I still say, you know, you have to be careful what you do and how you do it. Uh, and because it's organic, does not mean it's safe. So we want to be safe. Uh, we want you to be safe also. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Chuck. As a, he practices for 10 years as a chiropractor and then worked as a consultant in nutrition and detoxification in alternative cancer clinics for another decade. How many decades is that? Two, two decades. <laughs> After being hired as a, as a physician consultant in the National Bioidentical Hormone Lab. I don't know if I could say that twice. National Bioidentical Hormone Lab. Cool. For two years, he continued studies with prominent immunological and fatty acid labs. I have a feeling this guy really likes a lot of big words. He does, but this is fly over me. For the last 15 years, he has worked as a consultant in health for people looking for answers for their chronic health concerns. He has discovered and put to practice basic health considerations that have been proven invaluable to folks with a myriad of problems that often overlook the basics that proved to be the answers they were looking for. Self-care and taking back your own power to optimize your health is perhaps the most powerful step an individual can take in getting and staying well. And you can see how very easily it applies to the garden and to growing. I mean, that's the whole reason why I started. Well, you know, you would think the obvious reason would be, you know, that well, you know, I'm pesticides and everything, but no, the reason, the first reason was I want to eat good food. I want to be healthy. I want to eat something that makes me healthy. And I didn't like the way things tasted. If something doesn't taste right to me, I'm going, well, I, I don't think I want that. It's got a couple of peaches, organic peaches of that yesterday, a few days ago, and I, you know, let them ripen. No, yucky, doesn't taste right at all. 
So it's, it's so for me, even though they're means of growing organically, you still gotta be a good grower. There's lots of things about growing, just like in the body, that you have to get together. So, you know, in in my case, I have a lot of stuff going on now with me, and that's one reason why I'm, I was talking to Chuck more because I'm actually going to take some of his uh, blood tests because I'm starting to get, you know, allergic to certain types of food. Something's happening. I'm getting my nose running. I have a sinus infection. And I just went through a three-day fast. I just start, I used to fast a lot. The longest was 45 days, about 30, 40, 50 years ago, and I was with Victor Klaveskis. Uh It reminds me I have to bring out my book, A Survival into a 21st Century. It's an amazing book. Uh, and I even lived at Hippocrates Health Institute uh, and Wigmore. I was interested, you know, I, I, and I thought I was doing good. I, I think I'm doing good. I, you know, gotten off gluten. I, I've been, uh, uh, you know, avoiding things with sugar in them. Uh, I don't even buy things that say natural anymore because, as you know, as I tell people, just because it says natural doesn't mean it's safe anymore. It uh, has to be certified organic. But even in the certified organic products, it seems to be like some of the, uh, it seems to be my body is uh, starting to react to that, and I have to figure out what it is. And so there's lots. So anyway, uh, Chuck should be coming on pretty soon. I told him to give me a call in, in a few minutes. Uh, he'll call me. I just talked to him this morning, gave him the new information on what to do. He and I are going to be doing our show reg- this show regularly, once a week. And if you want to uh, send email, you can send an email to andylopez at invisiblegardener.com. Uh, that that would be Invisible Gardener. That's me, you know. Uh, and if you have questions about the, you know, the, we, we, you would like us to answer. Uh, if you want to be on the call on the show, um, I'm going to wait for Chuck to get on uh, on and see if he want to start giving out the number because that's probably what we'll do is we'll give out the number. It looks like somebody is calling uh, from California. It doesn't even have his name on it. Let me see who it is. Let me see if I can do this. Hey, Chuck. Hey, good morning, Andy. How are you doing? I assume that's you. That is me. It doesn't even that have your me. name on it. It just says California. What is that? Don't you you just serve your name on your phone. When I call, it says Invisible Gardener on my phone. Right there it says, but you just says California. That's oh. me. You're being, doesn't your cell phone have an ID? You don't use Oh, you don't have an ID, I think, do you? That's You're correct. Not, not for a <laughs> shoebox or whatever. <laughs> so that that's one of the things that happens on this show. People, I get calls from Montana, wherever. And I go, dude, you gotta say who you're, who you are. Otherwise, I'm not even gonna let you on. You know, I figured it was you. I figured it was you. Right. Then, you know, being a public show, uh, you'll get. You know, that's why I'm, I, I do it this way because I can mute them. I say, who are you? What do you want? And they say, well, can you buy this? And I go, no, go away. <laughs> if it's, but do you want us to start giving out the the number? I'm happy to, yes. Okay, so listen, guys. So the number, if you wanted to talk, because like I said, what happened, you can call, and if you're a salesman, I'll just mute you when you go to the show. But everybody comes in muted anyway because I'm not going to let them start talking until I figure out who you are. But if you want to talk to me or Chuck, uh, you're welcome to. Remember, this is body and garden, so it has to do with body and garden. We want to relate it to that. No politics, (laughs) no religion, uh, you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll screen you out first, and I'm going to have to probably get a, a third person to come in here and do the screening if it turns out to be really good. But the number is 724-444-7444. If you're a regular user on TalkShoe, 
you probably already know the number because you know you're already probably using already using if you use a computer and you use TalkShoe, you know you have you, you downloaded the software and you and you, have, you you go into the chat room, so you already have that number. Uh, and, but if you're calling from outside the system, you use this number one seven two four 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 seven four four four. Then you have to say enter your caller ID and press the pound, which is one four two zero zero three. Now here's the thing: the show is only on Saturday mornings, hopefully from nine to ten, right, Chuck? That's right. Right. So from now on, both of us will be here at nine o'clock Saturday morning. That's uh, California time. Uh, so you guys have to figure out what the whether the time. Both Chuck and I, fortunately, we're in the same time zones because a lot of times when I'm on as a guest. I call and I go, hey, you're three hours early, you're three hours later. Oh, gee. <laughs> so make sure we're in that same time zone. But here's the thing. I would love it. and I don't know if uh, I gave out my email already, Andy at Andy Lopez at InvisibleGardener.com. I don't know if Chuck wants to give out his email or not. But, uh, I'm happy to. Okay, then give out your email so it will be out there. People. The thing is, once you get your email, people can either email you with a body question, or email me with a garden question, and Chuck and I will get together and figure out how the two are related. How's that? That sounds fantastic. My email is testguidednutrition at yahoo.com. Say it again, please, because I, 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 I got guided, testguidednutrition at yahoo.com. That's correct. Cool. That's correct. Is, is that the same? Do you have a website? I do not. Why not? You know, I've I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about it lately because it seems that most people use the website to discover information about yeah. what they're interested in. Yeah, I'll help you build one. I'm really cool at this. Okay. Really, okay. It's really easy to build one. Yeah. And you know what we'll do is, if uh, I, I, I think, well, see the, if you get a website, you're going to have to get a computer, man. <laughs> the 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 lab things don't really work very well on, on a computer setup. You know, on a, on a website set up to go in and do stuff too. It depends. You're gonna to have to eventually get a little laptop or something. You know. I've got a laptop. Cool, cool. That'll work. Yep. And, and I've got a tablet. It's called WordPress. WordPress. Yes, I know really, WordPress. Yeah, it's really, really great. My website, MissWilgarder.com. I have my blog. Oh, it's an absolutely. They got plugins now. You can do videos. You can do your your music. You can put the you know. That's like I said, you should do a video out there at your at your place so people can see your property because you happen to be a well, I don't know if you're a good gardener or not. I haven't seen your place yet. <laughs> uh, you saw my garden fifteen years yeah, ago. Of course I did, yeah, but I don't remember anything past a year or two days. Oh my like, gosh. Every morning I look at Susan and I go, I hope you were married because I'm in bed with you. <laughs> All you did when you saw my garden was eat the soil and tell me that the pH was pretty good. You know, I mean, I, I, I knew I was with somebody who knew what they were talking about when you started eating my soil. Okay, I remember Andy. that. I remember that race. I remember it now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I hope you get a website up because, yeah, definitely you want to have a website up so that and do a blog. So you send me some wonderful stuff. PDF files on climate change and stuff. We want to go through those things. I would love to to talk to people about that and and to get that out to the public and stuff. So so anyway, what uh, I, I I read out your little thing that you said to me. You know, having a degree in psychology. What do you do with a degree in psychology? <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
the degree in psychology really led me to a degree in chiropractic. Really? Because, well, when I went to college, I quickly, within a month or two, became a vegetarian because I grew up in Wyoming and I didn't ever really like meat too much. Uh But my mother would get a half a beef and that's what, from a rancher. So this was a, you know, grass-fed cow. And when I went to uh, college in Oregon and started yeah. eating the cafeteria, the meat particularly was it horrible. Was different, yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. And and so I met a, a vegetarian and I poked his ribs and I said, "Well, you appear to be pretty healthy." So I, I and the vegetarians got a salad bar at the at the cafeteria. They got yeah. cottage cheese. They got different yeah. cheeses. Just yeah. a much better menu. Yeah. And and what I discovered after being a vegetarian for a year or so was that if I didn't eat enough protein, I was lethargic. Yeah. And my my mind Yeah, my mind didn't work as clear so what did you do? and so well, I started eating more tofu and more tempeh and, and more you beans. You started figuring more, out other sources of, to- of protein, and, exactly, right? And, 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 and more nuts and, and instead of just a lot of rice and vegetables yeah, and fruits yeah, yeah. And, and berries. You can't just... And it, I, I, it, I have a friend, I, I, I had a friend in uh, Florida who decided he was going to become a vegetarian. Well, he didn't really study it. He didn't really look at it. And that man became skinny, skinny, skinny. You were looking at him and you go, dude, you're dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? I'm not going to. It's just like you know about tofu. You should be eating beans. You should be eating a wide variety, a wide diet. Otherwise, you're going to die. Your protein, your brain is going to fry. <laughs> well, you know what? It, what it was, I didn't realize at the time, but that I was hypoglycemic. Meaning that, you know, my blood sugar was too low because I was eating excessive carbohydrates. And I didn't know that word, and I didn't really know what it was, but I discovered that. And so when I started, when I got my degree, I was working with disadvantaged youth pretty much. And I went to see what kind of jobs I could get, and I wasn't too impressed. And a friend of mine had dropped out of medical school to go to chiropractic school. I thought he was nuts. And he, he convinced me to go out to the school, and I met a lot of students that were very impressive. And, and I didn't meet professors. I didn't really know anything about chiropractic except I was raised against it. But the students were so... Oh, you so, were raised against it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my mom just said, oh, if Johnny Gee had gone to that chiropractor and he'd adjusted his neck, he would have been paralyzed for the rest of his life. That's oh. the story I got when I was in, in high school. He really- so, so, but you know, I so I, I went to chiropractic school arguably to study more about nutrition because uh, being really? a vegetarian. Wait, you went to chiropractic school to study about nutrition? You didn't really go like into farming to study about nutrition? No, I, I, I was not. Out in, that they would know more about nutrition because these guys were healthier. Yeah, that, it was a alternative health, you know, chiropractic, and I knew that they had more nutrition than in medical school. So I knew I didn't want to go to medical school to learn about nutrition, and I and so I, but it was a mistake. I didn't learn much about nutrition in chiropractic school. I, I continued. I continued on my own to study, but I, there was not too much of a formal education. But I was pleasantly surprised that chiropractic really was a pretty neat tool. So I practiced chiropractic, and and I did a lot of nutrition. 
as as a intern, and then when I began in my wait, wait, practice, when, I, how old were you when you started doing uh, doing this? What age? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. When you decided you were going to get off meat? No, I was eighteen when I got off meat. So what happened during those ten years? You sort of scrambled I was around a trying to survive. <laughs> no, I, I I learned about hypoglycemia and I ate I, I ate well. You know, the best thing about being a vegetarian is I quit eating junk. So I didn't eat I didn't eat any junk and I learned how to cook. When I was eighteen, I weighed two hundred and twenty two pounds. Wow. Right. So I went on a service when I was seventeen. Now my family is Cuban and Puerto Rican. It's beer, meat, sugar. Probably in not necessarily in that order. Sometimes sugar, beer, meat, sometimes beer you know, it's like Every Saturday, they had pig, they had goat, whatever, you know, <laughs> a lot of beer and a lot of sugar. And, and wow. um, one of the reasons why I have such bad teeth is because I was, you know, I didn't know, and the sugar and all this stuff was, like, really, really bad for my teeth, really, really bad. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, by the time I, so when I was, uh, I was 17, I don't remember what I weighed then. I wasn't really eating a lot. I wasn't, I, 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 I protested against eating all that stuff. Eventually, I didn't. I didn't follow the path my four brothers did. My whole family did. Everybody was over overweight, and they were mad at me because I eventually became a vegetarian. I said I was just going to nibble on this and nibble on that. And eventually, I stopped nibbling on the meat and went for the carrots and all the other stuff. And no, I didn't drink booze, but you know what? I, what I did, and it, and it was like, uh, and by, so when I was seventeen, I went into the service, and then they you're like. You have to eat this. Like, I was in the Navy, so I was stationed on board ship. Uh, 40,000 Marines, 500 Navy guys, and 50 officers, right? And the Marines are like, uh-huh. you know, you go through, they eat steak, meat, dishes, and exercise, right? And they were telling me, you're, dude, you're too skinny. You need to. Yeah, so I did what they told me to do. In no time, I was 220 pounds. I ate anything they gave me, exercise with them. But I kept going inside, I'm going, I don't like this. So mm-hmm. what I did was I went I, I went AWOL, <laughs> a station that was stationed in the Mediterranean, and I went AWOL. I took thirty days. I didn't go AWOL. I went. I took a thirty days leave. I said I'm going to go. I'm going to go. India's very spiritual. I said I I I I have to find a spiritual path. I got to find some. So I I ended up in the Buddhist in the temple Buddhist temple who taught me meditation. During that time, of course, I was not eating any meat. I was eating whatever they gave me. I loved it. In <laughs> that country. First, first time I ran into tofu, you know, they were giving me stuff, and I, I lost, I, I was just losing weight left and right. By the time I get back to, I went back. After 30 days, they turned me in. They said, you know, you're going to get in trouble if you're here any longer. So I came and got me. I said, Lopez, you're looking sick. I said, no, I feel great. I was down to 180, right? And wow. It dropped down to 178, and I was, I think right now I'm, what, 178. <laughs> and wow. And said that, I'm just yesterday, lady says, you need to eat more. Your face looks like you need to eat more. I said, no, I like it like this. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's interesting. What, that was, you know, I, I, when I got out of the service, so I learned meditation, you know, and I was in there for two and a half years. And when I got out, uh, I, so when I, uh, you know, into meditation, I follow, as you, as you know, I follow Guru Maharaj. I, le- I learned knowledge, I received knowledge in 1970, same year I got out. Uh, no, it was 1971. So I got out the following year. So that was the year I met Bob Morandas. I met Timothy Leary. <laughs> and I was sitting and meditating under the tree. And the, I, uh, my whole 
thing about me eating meat was in part because I didn't like the, the torture the animals went through, the chemicals they went through, the really, really bad. It's just bad the way it's done. It's, I mean, I tell people, look, if I had a farm and I was raising animals, I probably would eat the meat and do it, do it carefully, do it right, take care of it right, if I, if I wanted to, if I felt the need to have protein in that form, you know, because I can understand how far back human nature has gone. I mean, I, you can argue, you're, you would be better at arguing with me about it than a, a, a doctor, because I go to a doctor and he says, you know, you've been eating meat, your stomach's made for meat, your teeth are made for meat, humans have developed for meat, you didn't get the brain until you get it, started eating meat, and so on. See, so there's lots of arguments for eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, for protein, and I understand that. Uh, but philosophically, I cannot uh, torture animals and, and do that kind of harm to other fellow beings. Uh, and you know, I I fasted for I, I know I told you 45 days. I was Victor Victor Kovinskis. Was I? Do you ever read the book Survival into the 21st Century? Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, I, it's great because I I have yet to run into anybody who anybody was really into this that didn't have his book. And that, that, to me, changed my life right there in that stage, you know, because I was going, well, because I, I, I was with uh, Ann Wigmore, Health Hippocrates Health Institute, right? Hippocrates Health Institute, I think it was, or something. It was in Boston. Yes. You know, uh, and Sprouts, <laughs> you know. And, and so I, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and uh, I, I, feel gr- I feel great, except that now, as you know, I'm having, obviously, mood, uh, food allergies. I'm not obvious because, you know, with, right now uh, I've stopped my habit. I figure all food allergies mean habit. This is what I habit, habitually do. So I said, fine, I'm going to change my habit. <laughs> so now things that I normally do, I am not even going to touch it with a 20-foot pole right now. Normally I have a cup of coffee. Organic, of course, my philosophy was, well, there's a big difference between chemically grown coffee and organically grown coffee. That was always my logic, right? How can organically grown coffee be bad for you? It's a chemically grown coffee that's bad for you. But I know you're going to say coffee is bad for you regardless of organic or otherwise, right? There are detriments to it, yeah. There, there, are, yeah. Some, there are some value, there's some value to coffee, but I would say generally we can get that value from other means, and the detriments of coffee are significant. You know, it's 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 really a, we use it as a drug, and, I know. and in my this favorite, one of my favorite drugs, man. In the morning, I get I I know you know you know how I know it's a drug because my heartbeat starts going pat a pat a pooda pat 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 a pat a pat a pooda pooda pat pat pat. You know, it starts it beats up it speeds up. I go look, the heart's going and, fast. <laughs> and drugs and drugs are used to cover up symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And and covering up our symptoms is not the way to address no. our symptoms. No, and so the reason why people use coffee is because they're tired. And, oh, and when I was a chiropractor... the day before, right? Drank too much or they ate something wrong or they're not feeling right. They want something, a perk up. They want something, oh, okay, energy, right? Yeah, and so that's, that's how people are, are mass medicating themselves with coffee. It's because they are exhausted. And it's the you know that, right? Same thing oh, in the plant world. People are using chemicals, which we you can equate to coffee. I mean, caffeine kills things left and right in the plant world, you know, the insect world. It kills things left and right. That's right. And, and, and just That's masking right. the, the like, like right now, what's going on with the Zika and the mosquitoes. Spraying the pesticides is like having coffee. It's masking it. 
It's masking the problem. It's even worse because you you don't develop an, you don't have insects develop an immunity to coffee, but they do develop an immunity to pesticides. Well, anybody in their right mind is not going to believe that you can kill every mosquito. So, I mean, just by the it very must be they're not in the right of, mind, right? It must be they're not in the right mind because they're well, spraying we left, left and right. They're fumigating left and right. Same thing with there is a uh, in the paper. Uh, I was just reading it this morning. Yellow fever. Uh, uh, epidemic in the Congo with the mosquitoes there. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, there's a rela- there's something there's, they're all connected. They, this epidemic, yellow fever, just say the mosquitoes around the world because global cli- climate change has increased their area. They are expanding now. Where it was cold, no longer cold, they're going there. And on top of that, that's just one of the things. People are overall, I feel sicker. The human race is sicker than ever before, and so they're right open to, you know, getting attacked. This is like the plants. All the plants in the world now are sicker than they were before, than they have been. Plants have been healthier. They're healthier. They're stronger. Take human beings out of the picture, and plants become healthy. Put them in the picture, they get sicker. Something starts to happen to them, and then the bugs and diseases take over, and we encourage the bugs and diseases to happen. Well, the one thing that has happened primarily in the last 150 years in which there were maybe a billion people on the planet 150 years ago, which had been that way for thousands of years. And then suddenly, well, now we have 7 billion. Oh, 7 billion. Sorry, I stopped counting. (laughs) There were about 3 billion when we were born back in the 50s, but now we have, you know, over 7 billion. And the number one reason for that was the discovery of oil 150 years ago. And oil, and oil allowed us to do incredible amounts of industrial labor and farm labor. And, and then, you know, we used that oil to develop uh, bombs. And, and then after the Second World War, when we were in the, 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 the Cold War and no longer, you know, making bombs and, and using them, that industry converted themselves into fertilizer. the agricultural fertilizer yeah. industry. Yeah. And, and so the chemical fertilizers are the reason why plants aren't healthy, and the chemical fertilizers and the toxins from the oil over the last 150 years is why humans are not healthy, plus yeah. the overpopulation. And with the overpopulation of humans, we've destroyed so much habitat and we've created so much waste, which furthers this incredible imbalance. But, you know, what we've talked about, Andy, and when we first met, I read your book, uh, Natural Alternatives to Chemicals in the Home and Garden. And, and I read your first chapter, which was Dances with Ants. And like in that, that <laughs> oh, my gosh, in, in that chapter, I realized that I had a kindred spirit who saw health of plants in the same way that I saw health of bodies. And, and you know, that's why we've been talking ever since. And yeah, so, you know, our, we bounce off each other a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so our program, you know, where we're talking about plants and, and, and bodies, it's, it's because the care of plants and the care of bodies are very, very similar. And, and, you know, with, with, you know, you said that plants would be okay if, if humans weren't around. And it's true. Plants pretty much take care of themselves until we started really cultivating them. But, you know, plants are made from Mother Earth. They're made from water and from the, you know, the soil, and they're made from the air, 
and and then you know their health depends upon their location, you know how they're watered, how they're watered and fed, and it's day and night and it's a season. Humans, the basic ingredients to our health is how we eat, how we think, how we exercise, and how we rest. And and we're also controlled by day and night. Not so much you know as as to the location of where we live or or the seasons because we've gotten ways to, to get around that where plants can't, you know, they, they live in the environment. Of course, a greenhouse changes all that, just like our houses. But it's, it's you know, and then the other thing that I, that I hope we get a chance to talk about is how it, it's, we have, there's a certain disconnect from humans in terms of how they understand their health and well-being. And again, we're, bodies are made from the earth, which is actually transformed by plants to something that, that both animals that we feed on, you know, animals, fish, and birds, as well as plants, you know, through the process of photosynthesis and through the water and through the, the soil, we, we, you know, our bones are made from the rocks of the earth. Our flesh is made from the fruits of the vegetables and fruits and berries that we eat. That's right. That's you know, our, our, our blood is from the water and arguably from the ocean. You know, and and and, and the air know, we our, breathe, and the air we breathe. So that's and and what's so interesting is that there's there's three threats to the human body that eventually will kill all of us. All the Only three. There are three major terrorists that the human body has to remain separate from in order to remain a human on this planet. Oh, what's and, that? and and it's foods, bugs, and toxins. Those and and the, a food bug or a toxin is responsible for every death. So eventually, you know, we're we're sort of in a test tube, and it's wait, our cell wait, mem- So air and water are not included in those. In those? No, well, in the air, what do we've got? We've got we've got bugs in the air. We've got toxins in the air. And well, what so happens it's if not, we stop breathing? Isn't that part of a? something you need or does it oh, oh of course but but that's not a that's not what kills us you know i mean if we stop breathing obviously we die so we require air we require and of course it's the nitrogen in the air just like it's the nitrogen that feeds the, the plant. plant yeah it's not oxygen oxygen yeah. is only you know 20 25 percent of the air that we breathe most of what we breathe is nitrogen, nitrogen. which is the same fuel for plants that's what's okay. found in yeah and that's you know, what's they, found in the, hemo, the, uh, the blood of the plant is identical to the hemo, to the blood of humans. If you look under a microscope, you, you have a hard time telling them apart unless you're a doctor. Well, it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's, and, and so we, and, but what is so interesting is when it comes to foods, bugs, and toxins, well, we have two defense mechanisms that, that in our immune system, we have antibodies and we have white blood cells. And, and when we start to attack a food, which is an aberration, we're not supposed to attack our food. We're supposed to tolerate our food. We have an oral tolerance, even though it's a foreigner to our body. But we're made from food. And so our tissue, our cells, are very, very similar to the food that we eat. And, and when we start attacking food, we oftentimes get confused. Our immune system gets confused, and it starts to attack our own body, which is autoimmunity. And, and that's everything from psoriasis to rheumatoid arthritis to lupus, you know, to Hashimoto's. These autoimmune—it's an attack of the 
of the thyroid gland. And, and Hashimoto's is a, is an autoimmune response Don't where we start to me. Well, it's, it's where we start. That's because the investigator that discovered this was Dr. Okay. Hashimoto. Uh-huh. And and so, but when we start to attack ourselves, the the mechanism whereby that attack occurs is that we first attack a food bug or a toxin, and then damage is done by that food bug or our toxin to our tissue, and that abnormal tissue is then seen as a foreigner because it's not normal tissue. So the immune system, the antibodies, see in a damaged tissue and they, they produce an antibody against that damaged tissue. But then, because the normal tissue is so darn similar to the damaged tissue, oftentimes it leads to attacking our own tissue, which is autoimmunity. You reverse that, you reverse that mechanism. You, you identify the food bugger of a toxin that was getting into our body through our, our defense system. We have a skin that keeps us separate from our environment. Everything that you look at right now is covered with billions of bacteria, billions. The surface that your hand is resting on is covered with billions of bacteria. And, and, and the soil, as you know, you know, a gram of soil has billions of bacteria in it. And, yeah. it, and, it's the, and it's the fungus and the bacteria in the soil that help to break down the rock and yeah. make it bioavailable to the plants for there's nourishment. A, there's a scientist that just wrote an article, and he says, I have discovered billions and billions of bacteria on the leaves of plants. <laughs> and he's oh, saying, yeah. this, is, this is what protects them from the diseases and pests. You get rid of that. And it's like, Dude, great. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and of course, we know that antibiotics and antifungals and, anti-her- and, and herbicides and, and, you know, pesticides, these are destroying that natural film, which, you know, which protects, you know, the plants, as well as we have inside of us, there is more bacteria inside our digestive tract, more numbers there's, than there are human cells. By a factor of 10. So we have 10 times more foreign bacteria living in our bodies than we have human cells. Right. There's an article another scientist wrote. He says, there's a relationship with your gut and your emotions and your intellect and everything. Your gut really controls you. Well, all, of, all disease primarily, you know, it begins in the gut. From cancer to heart disease to autoimmunity. So the, the, the source of our imbalances occurs when our digestive tract is compromised and it no longer functions optimally. And that can begin with the cesarean birth because when we, inside, you know, our, our urine is sterile and, and we're not supposed to have any bacteria in our urine. If we do, we've got a urinary tract infections. Well, a human fetus is also sterile. And, and has no bugs involved in that human fetus. When the fetus passes through the birth canal, then that's its first exposure to bacteria. To, to bacteria. And, and, and that is essential for colonizing the digestive tract, the respiratory tract, the genital urinary tract of a baby. And if a baby is born through the stomach, 
then the first bacteria that the baby is exposed to is the surgical instruments and the table. Yeah, a different the, 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 form the, of bacteria entirely. The people themselves, the environment, the room. If it's not and, and, enough, and, the kid will get everything. If one person sick in there, right, the kid will get it. Well, apart from that, they don't get the, the normal human bacteria. And so get, right? ch- children that are born cesarean have certain health problems that are because they don't get the exposure to the normal bacteria during birth. And, and it increased obesity. Child, ch- children born of cesareans have a pre- predisposition towards obesity. And, and they have also done studies where they give a child on the first day of birth a probiotic that, uh, that has been found to colonize the digestive tract. And, and if they give a child a probiotic for six months at Cambridge University in, in England, they, they were able to document that that child has one-half the risk of childhood allergies as a normal, healthy child that's born vaginally but doesn't get the probiotic, they have decreased the risk of childhood allergies and skin conditions by 50%. And, and you cannot give a baby anything without it being proven as safe as water. And so this study was done about five years ago by a company that makes the best probiotics in the world and, and has researched and documented this and uh, they also gave the mother during the last trimester a probiotic. Interestingly, a lot of the probiotics that are on the market do not come from humans. They come from pigs. And, oh. and a pig probiotic is going to be attacked by our immune system. And, oh. But we have something that's called oral tolerance. So we're tolerant of the bugs that live inside of us, that 10 times more than the human cells. It's called the microbiome or the human microbiota. It's the friendly bacteria that we oftentimes hear about. And, and those bacteria, not only do they line our digestive tract, they, they, are, they line our skin, they line our vascular system, our arteries and our, our veins, and it, it actually forms a colony about the size of your liver. But, you know, it's, it's, that is what's been studied in the last 10 years. This human microbiome has been one of the most intensely studied uh, areas ever in medical science. And what you just said when we started talking about this was that, you know, that they have found that the, the effects of the, the, the healthy bacteria living in the gut affects our brain health. It, it affects depression. It also affects obesity. It, it, and, and in fact, you know, Alzheimer's, uh, you know, different kinds of panic, anxiety, depression, all of this is related to our gut health. But so, so really, is cancer, so is heart disease. What's really weird about, about it all is that we're, surra- we're surrounding ourselves with toxins. We are deliberately spraying toxins, using more and more toxins as if it doesn't affect us. In our home, home, the the cleaning products that are used in the common home are incredibly toxic, so much so that the state of California has been really working with all the preschools in the state of California in this last year. They're actually kind of retroactively going after a law that was passed 15 years ago so that uh, 409 and Windex are now being outlawed 
for use in preschools because, you know, and anything that they have to clean up, you know, either, you know, poop or pee or throw up in a school, it's, a, it's considered, you know, a, a toxic waste. And so the cleaning agents that are being used in preschools have been regulated to a shocking degree. And, and what is commonly used by households and bought at, at grocery stores and Lowe's and, and you know, Kmart and Walmart, those are, those are, they have been outlawed for the use in our preschools because they've noticed. People still use it, right. Well, yeah, but they, but they, it, we've been warned for a long time that the indoor environment in a home is more toxic than an industrial site. And as you know, Andy, when it comes to pesticides, the farmers that use pesticides are more heavily regulated than the individual households that go and buy a bottle of Roundup at Walmart. And, and the, the household use of Roundup is actually more damaging than what farmers use because they're more regulated than are the, the, the regular That's right. households. That's right. And, and another interesting thing, too, is that recently in California, they're passing a law that says that a school cannot be next to an agricultural. Like here in Ventura, there are schools with a fence. Yes. There's, a, there's a farm right there, and the guy's spraying. And then yes. they're saying there's nothing wrong, but you test the blood in the kids, which they have. They all have yes. that. And they yes. all have a, one symptom or another directly related with that. And why their families are not suing those people, it's beyond me, because they can't. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's starting to happen. And and their their people are getting hip to that, you know. But it's it's uh it, it's it's alarming. It's the same way that you know you and I know that if you eat non-organic fruits and vegetables, you're at risk for developing diseases related to the toxins. And and one of the most interesting things was there's a woman Stephanie Senna, who has been researching at MIT for over 40 years, and she's in artificial intelligence but she has a, a degree, her initial degree 40 years ago was in biology. And her husband got ill uh, with, uh, with cardiovascular disease some years ago, so she started using the meta-analysis, which means they use a computer to study every article, every research that's been done over the last 30 years on cardiovascular disease. And what she found was that statins, are not helping cardiovascular disease. They're actually increasing the risk from heart failure while they're not really preventing stroke and, and heart attack. And, and so that was pretty alarming. And then she, did a, then she did an analysis, and she's been the leading proponent to show that Roundup has been, which has been for 30 years told by, to universities and students in okay. agriculture as well as the public have said that Roundup doesn't hurt human cells. Yeah. And, yeah. and because it attacks the bugs in a particular kind of chemical pathway that the human beings don't have that pathway. Well, what Stephanie showed was that the bugs, the friendly bacteria that we were talking about that live in our digestive tract, they are harmed by the Roundup. Yeah. And so the Roundup is arguably why we see so much gluten intolerance, so much celiac, so much, you know, because, yeah. you know, who 20 years ago, hardly anybody knew that gluten was bad. Now, your neighbor and half, yeah, your, half your friends 
are, are gluten-free. Well, why did that happen? It happened because of Roundup primarily. Roundup has destroyed the healthy bacteria in our digestive tract, Not which exactly. then leads... It's in the food. Right now, it's, in, it's a Roundup Ready. It's one of the GEO products out there. It's got Roundup mm-hmm. in the food they're treating. So not, not only were you getting it before from the Roundup you're using, but now you're getting it in the Roundup you're eating. Virtually all the corn. Virtually all the corn, corn that's in our diet. 90% of what's, what's on the market now is uh, has uh, it's genetically engineered, and it depends on the product. And, and what's really even, weird, even weirder is that Monsanto went to uh, another company and said, look, we're getting away with this. We, we can put your 2,4-D in it, too. Just That's in Jerta, yeah. And that was coming out, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And, and, and it's, it's, it's gotten worse. I mean, it's, it's infinitely worse. And, and Soy. Soy yeah. is also yeah. Roundup ready. Yeah, that's and, why and the word so, natural doesn't mean anything more because they argued in, in, in court that Roundup is, you know, that uh, GEO is, is, is totally safe, has been tested for century, genetically engineered organisms have been tested for century, totally safe, there's no problem, but for some reason we can't get it as an organic, certified organic, but we, we should be able to do it natural, and sure enough, they have it. It's now part of the natural. If it says natural on it, you know for sure that it's genetically engineered sugar, and they have the sugar is even worse because they had before it was fruit, you know, of uh, uh, corn syrup, right? It was uh, uh, now it's high uh, fructose corn syrup. Exactly right. They, and now they have a super duper high fructose one, which they can't call it that, so they're calling it something else, <laughs> which is even a hundred thousand times even worse. Well, all that's that's the problem with all processed foods. Most processed foods have soy, they have corn, they have dairy, they have egg, they have wheat. And, and, and wheat is sprayed prior to harvest with Roundup after yeah. the wheat kernels are on the plant because yeah. then they don't have to spray the fields again before they yeah. plant it again. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole grain wheats are being saturated with Roundup. So anybody that's eating wheat is getting Roundup. Corn is almost all Roundup. Unless it's certified organic, you know you're eating genetic engineered. You know, one of my articles, I saw some G some GMOs are good and some GMOs are bad. I got a lot of bad things from people saying, Andy, how could you? And I said, you got it all wrong. We're going down the wrong path here because they're going to win in court because that's what's happening already. The few people, you know, the GMO, anti-GMO people have taken Monsanto to court in certain states. And Monsanto people says there's nothing wrong with genetically modified organisms. We've been using it for centuries and decades. It's totally safe. <laughs> and and Stephanie Senoff just saw that, in fact, it kills the healthy bacteria in our gut. It doesn't kill human cells, but it kills – that was their omission. That's what no, they didn't their appreciate. What they were doing, the, the lawyers were saying a partial truth. They were ignoring – just like saying nuclear power is safe as long as you don't say – and it's clean as long as you don't mention the waste. Yeah. Right? Right? Exactly. And so they're saying genetically modified organism is safe because that's a, that's a term that there's three branches of, 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 did you know that there are three different categories of genetically modified organisms? You know that, right? Not exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, the, the first one is uh, basically uh, when you, what a farmer does, or what I, you and I do, we grow stuff. We like something, we grow that again. <laughs> we like that, we keep growing that. And we keep develop, modifying genetic... So the terminator seeds you're talking about. No, so these would not be terminator seeds. This would be just a normal 
this is what the, the, the lawyer was talking about when he went to court, that they're safe. We'll be testing them for decades. This is what a, everything out there is genetically modified. Human beings are genetically modified. Uh, there's only, the only time you don't get genetically modified is when you get a clone. <laughs> that's identical. Mm-hmm. All that is genetically modified. If you have a baby, a kid is genetically modified from you. So, so they're, they're, getting, they're getting the public all confused and say this is safe, but it's broken down to, into two other categories. And the other one is where you take uh, an, a, a, a gene and you, ex, a, you expose it to radiation. And then that mutated gene is genetically modified is what they're going to use. That's one of the forms, right? That's another mm-hmm. form. The third one, which is the one that we're talking about now, is when you take, uh, just say, a chemical, put it, splice it into a gene, or an animal gene, splice it into. When you do, you go outside of nature and you do this splicing thing. You put, introduce something to it. When, when, uh, that's the third kind, and that's the kind. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm assuming that nobody would be stupid enough to expose cells to radiation and then use that mutation as as a product. I'm hoping that they don't do that because otherwise that would be the most very dangerous thing to do. But the third kind is the kind that we're walking, talking with right now, that they don't tell you that, no, they have not done uh, excessive enough testing. You know, you, when you do a genetic, when you do genes, you have to really test it for two or three generations. You have to study, give it to a kid, and then watch it for two or, three, or 30 years down the road and see what that, happens. That, that third one that you're talking about is they, they input a virus into the organism. And right. as, 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 as I have studied immunology extensively, when you eat that organism that has a foreign virus in it, right. your right. immune system will attack that virus. Exactly right. And, 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 and it will keep on going, attack everything else. It thinks it's even close to that virus. Yeah, yeah. So that's and and then the other thing that you mentioned that we should bring out here is that of all the hundreds of chemicals that are used in farming, a few dozen have been studied. Hundreds of them were never studied. Exactly. You know why? We think that they're safe, but they're not. And then the other thing, Andy, paid off not to be studied. You bet. The other the other problem is trillions and trillions of dollars not to study these things. At all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, some of the new stuff that's coming out now, it's not being thoroughly studied either. Almost all of it isn't. And then the other thing that they don't look at is the combination of these chemicals. They study exactly. one chemical by itself, but did you know, and I know you do know, that you know, on a, on a potato, there are 10 pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and chemicals, foreign chemicals, that are used to grow that potato. So and and the same is it, true. Depends Lettuce, what country you're <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's not just one countries. or two pesticides that the vegetables have that are not organic. It's generally a half a dozen chemicals that are on those, and and the the combined effect of those six chemicals has not been studied. The other thing that's been coming out in the last five years, especially, is its minute amounts of these yeah. of these environmental chemicals that yeah. are causing hormonal disruption. And which means right. it's, it's leading to, you know, prepubescent, you know, maturity. So children are maturing much faster. You know, it's, so the, me, it, the effects are truly horrible. Let me tell you something interesting from my point of view, which this started a long time ago when I first started. Uh, you know, I, I started my business in the sixth grade, literally. I got, came up with Don't Panic, It's Organic almost the first month that I went out because some guy... I had 
I was cutting a gar a gar a grass with this lady, and the truck pulls up, put a, puts a sign on the lawn, do not, t- walk, you know, with a crossbow, yeah. do not walk on for 24 hours. I'm yeah. looking at it, holy cow. And as a matter of fact, the guy had a mask on and, you know, took out his thing out there, and I said, I, oh, and I looked around. Everybody was grabbing their kids, running inside. And every oh time they, God. when they see me out there doing, because I was doing spraying, they thought I was spraying. I'm going, I'm not spraying anything. I said, honest, it's just coffee. No, wait a minute, it's milk. Don't run away. So I made my sign. I said, don't panic. It's organic. Oh but my listen, gosh. That's how I got started, really, because people were running that's away. Amazing. But listen, what I what I found what I found out over the years, and it was almost right away that I. Because, see, I, I started growing because I wanted to eat good food. I wanted to eat something that my body said, oh, wonderful, I love this, wow, great, I love it, right? And I could tell, even now when I eat something, that, it, you know, like, a, okay, yesterday I had a little cracker, I started sneezing right away, my nose started running. I said, fine, fine, I won't touch it, okay, okay, right? <laughs> but but here's what I found, what I found and, and it's, there's an interesting relationship between the human body and the gardening world is trace minerals. Now, what's happening is that, that the introduction of all these chemicals is inhibiting the ability of the plants to absorb trace minerals. And I feel it's the same thing with humans. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. All these chemicals that we're getting exposed to, we're not getting the trace minerals we need, which then our bodies cannot function. We need, we need all, a, sort, a wide assortment of trace minerals to work. It's the same thing with the plants. A plant cannot absorb calcium if certain trace minerals are missing. If boron is missing, no amount of calcium you get to that plant will do it. Because it, it just cannot absorb it. It has to have the, everything has to functioning. But what's interesting about the plant world, do you ever read um, Secrets of the Soil? Secrets of the Soil? Yeah. Yes. Cool. So you know that if all kinds of interactions are going and any one of those things are missing, it doesn't work. And that's the same thing with the human body. I mean, as far as I can see, I mean, you can tell me that, you know, if you don't eat, get enough calcium or get enough uh, certain things in your body, certain organs are not going to work. It's not going to function. Your brain's not going to function. So that's, that's a big relationship right there. And that's, that's what we're, we're doing, the same identical thing to the plant world. We're, we're introducing more and more chemicals. We're going after the effect, which is making the cost worse. Does that sound like the same thing with the body? Oh, absolutely, and and when it comes to detoxification of the oh, human that's body, that's story. How do you de- one of the most potent, the soil and the earth, right? One of the most potent detoxifications of heavy metals and chemicals in the Water. human body is mineralizing yourself. Yeah, and yeah. and so minerals are arguably more important than vitamins. Even of course, you really can't say that. That's but cool. minerals are are. I'm glad to hear that from you because nobody's told me that stuff. You see, I know, uh, I know, minerals. I know it to be true because if if minerals are so important to plant life, and we're so identical, yeah, I think we need to take a look and see what our if we are mineral deficient ourselves. Absolutely, we are. And as you know, when you use a chemical fertilizer, it destroys the bacteria. Yeah. And what's so interesting to me, and the reason why I love compost piles so much is that when you, it's the bacteria that break down the minerals to allow them to be absorbed. How do by, you know this stuff? By, Did you, you listen well, to me or you should pick it up yourself? Because well, I, chemical, I knew that fertilizers, that. chemical fertilizers, it's that nitrogen that destroys the good bacteria and the bad bacteria takes over. That good bacteria is what you need 
to be able to absorb all the other minerals and all the other stuff. High nitrogen fertilizer is one of the worst things you can give to trees, plants, anything, because the mineral deficiency goes straight down. The bricks level drops down. Actually, what happens is really interesting. You know, I talk a lot about bricks, right? You know what that is, right? Well, it's the same thing, Andy. It's the same thing as hypoglycemia, hyperglycemia, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, syndrome X. Blood sugar for the human is just as important as the BRICS measurement of glycogen and and glucose in plants. So I'm I'm just as into it as you are. I tell people that they're really, you know, it's sugar. What's interesting, what I, I discovered about when I started doing a refractometer in bricks, I actually put a drop of blood on the refractometer to see what my bricks level was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. And I was at 10. And I, I, you have to explain that to me. I guess I guess the refractometer, of course, it, it breaks down light into the minerals. You know, it's just like light. It tells you what minerals are in there by the refraction. That's why it's called a refractometer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard anybody putting blood in the refractometer to measure the bricks level of the blood? I can't, I know, and I'm not <laughs> anyway, sure that, it, that. it's, in, it occurred, it's it entirely accurate. Me, yeah. It occurred to me that there must be some relationship there, but the thing was that I found about sugar and the bricks. See, bricks is a measurement of sugar, but it doesn't mean that the sugar levels go down. See, what's interesting is that, okay, so using an organic fertilizer and a, and a chemical fertilizer. So uh, this is a, you have an organic farmer and a chemical farmer in the same plant. It's just separated. So you do a Brooks reading on, on the organic farmer, and you'll see that it has a, a tomato plant. It's just say the same species of tomato. The guy's growing, say, cherry tomatoes is whatever brand, the same brand. So they should be almost identical. It just depends on their grown. But the organic farmer, you have this the tomato has a brick of 23, which is really good. That's where it should be at. And then you have a chemical farmer has a bricks level of 10, which is probably what happens, 10 or less. But what happens is you get that chemical farmer, he'll go, he's NG. I'm not going to give this company any advertising, free advertising, but you know what NG means, right, when I say NG? Okay, it starts with miracle and then right, oh, miracle. Okay. okay, right. <laughs> so you give that plant, he gives it the MG, and then you do the bricks league. It bricks goes up to 24. And you go, well, it doesn't make any sense because... The organic one, you know, it's supposed to be only can get up if you're organic. What does that mean? Well, do a bricks level in a couple of days, and it'll be back down to nine or eight. Mm-hmm. So at that mm-hmm. 23, I will go, wait a second. So what I've been telling people, what I've studied, what I've learned, what I came to realize was that the higher the bricks level, the more the minerals, the better the plants, right? So wait a minute. So if that's the case, well, that one had a 23-pixel, so that one should have been pretty good, right? It should, be, it should have all the minerals and everything, if I follow the same logic, but that's not the case. And here's what's so tricky about it, and I bet you it's the same thing with the, with the body, the human body. Okay, so what's the difference? That 23, what was it? Okay, it had, so sugar is basically carbohydrates, right? For the, right. the, the bricks level of sugar, it's really a reading, basically a measurement of carbohydrates. But what's, what, what, it, there's two types of carbohydrates. It's complex and simple carbohydrates. And guess what? That plant that was given the chemical fertilizer, that had simple carbohydrates. That 23 was full of simple carbohydrates. Yeah, it, it raised the BRICS level. The mineral, forget about the minerals. Said, so what it meant was it put up a flag for all the bugs and diseases. That's food. Dinner. Whereas the other guy, 23, was complex carbohydrates. 
And insects cannot digest complex carbohydrates. They love simple carbohydrates. I've been telling people, professionals, for years, and they don't believe me. And I, and some people believe me. A couple of professors say, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Never heard that before, but that's exactly what happens. And so well, the higher the price level, the higher the mineral level, see, the higher the complex carbohydrates, bugs stay away. And I bet you in the blood, there's some type of relationship, even though I don't know how to do a BRICS level reading for blood or any of that stuff in the blood, you're going to have to tell me how does that relate? Because we know now that there is a relationship. So therefore, this must have a relationship in the human body. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, it again has to do with hypoglycemia and hyperglycemia, which is called diabetes. And, and the problem is that an unhealthy human is also attacked by bugs. So yeah, if you're unhealthy, why. if you're unhealthy, you get pneumonia. A healthy yeah. person does not get yeah. pneumonia. If yeah. you're unhealthy, you get a urinary tract infection. Yeah. A healthy right. person does not get a urinary tract infection. And it also has to do with colds. And so people think that getting a cold is like just kind of like everybody gets colds. Well, that's not true. I haven't had a cold for 15 years since I identified the foods that were causing a reaction in me and since I started not eating the same food every day and controlling my blood sugar, I have not gotten colds. And so if you get a cold, it means that you have a problem. Really? And, and taking a, a decongestant or an antibiotic so is, the problem. More is not solving it. So, so the reason that plants get attacked and by when they use chemical fertilizers, is that the plant is unhealthy. And that exactly. unhealthy plant is yeah. attacked by the bugs, so then they yeah. use pesticides, herbicides, exactly. and fungicides. Exactly. But yeah. if you have a healthy plant growing in healthy organic soil, it will not be attacked. Exactly. And, and when I was in the sixth grade, I, said, I asked myself, what is this? Because I read the Rodale stuff. I believe it or not, I was reading in, <laughs> at that age. But I, I remember Rodale, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I remember him saying, healthy soil equals healthy plants. I go, hmm, interesting. So I, I figure yeah. I also related to healthy soil equals healthy plants equals healthy people. See, But I also, I asked the question, what does healthy mean? How, what, is a, what is a healthy plant? What does it mean to be a healthy plant? Because I'm also really want to know what it means to be a healthy body. And I came to the conclusion, minerals. If your body has the proper the, the the minerals it needs in the proper amount because too much mineral becomes toxic. You're healthy. Well, here's 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 <laughs> here's yeah. Here's what I do with the humans is that I look at the basics, and there are macronutrients which are protein, fats, and carbs. There are micronutrients which are vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and water. And so when I look at a blood chemistry, I scrutinize the balance of our, how well are we, are we eating enough protein, fat, and carbs or too much? Are we able to digest our protein, fat, and carbs? And are we able to take the building blocks that come from those macronutrients and build new structure? That's now, what's exactly what I do with plants. That's yeah, why I do a regular brick reading. A regular bricks reading to me tells me if what I'm doing is working. If I see the bricks level rise and it stays up mm-hmm. there and I can tell it has a multiple of minerals, cool, it's working. See, and the, the plants are healthy. On top of that, you can tell visually by looking at a plant whether it's healthy or not. That's how insects have developed an eyesight. You can tell, and there are eyeglasses now that um, I should have patented. 
but basically they 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 uh, ultra they block certain rays of light that mimic insect eyes. When you look at it, really cool glasses, you can see them. They actually have them for arborists now. You can look at a tree and you, and you can see if the the energy is flowing, if it's if the minerals are flowing, everything's flowing, and that's and that's a key. To, listen, before we go on, I I think we've been on about an hour, and we would like we should. Uh, Continue this on a on a regular basis. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think we and, and we can you know because I would really like to share with our listeners you know that we talked about the problems. I'd like to talk about the solutions. Exactly. So let's let's take about five minutes to sort of wrap things up. Tell us what tell people what we want to do down the future. Some things we can talk about. What it is you want to do? Because I I, I what I'm doing is I realize that I'm here to facilitate you. I'm bringing you out of your rock. <laughs> you're, you're the bacteria, you're the bacteria you. that's breaking me down and making me assimilable, huh? Right, right. That's what I'm. You're the friendly bacteria. Every time I talk to you, I keep saying we should be talking. Other people should be listening to this seriously yeah. because you know yeah. it's very rare that that we can bounce off each other. But the thing is, is that it, 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 I think it's helping you and it's helping me. But really, what are we, what are we doing? Hopefully, somebody will be listening and go. I think I'm starting to understand a little bit now what they're trying to say. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. You have to be sick before you start working to be healthy. It's much better to, to work on being healthy and stay healthy than to wait until something happens. And that's what I can well, you know, in the garden. Yeah, and it's one of the things that you just brought up a few minutes ago is like, well, what is healthy? And unfortunately, you know, health is not the absence of disease, which is how our medical doctors look at that health now. So instead of really measuring, you know, the levels of of protein, fats, and carbs, vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and waters, you know, they look for uh, chemistries that are out of alignment. You know, if your blood chemistry is, is really high, or if you've got a discernible mass that you can see with an MRI or a CAT scan or an X-ray, then they see disease and they say, oh, this is a problem. And, and then, of course, the stated effect of, or, or uh, uh, objective is to measure that, that abnormality and to, and to deal with the symptoms, to take a drug which will cover up your symptoms. The idea of, of really assessing health is to look at the balance of the functional components of your health, the protein, fats, and carbs, the vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and water, and then you look at how your body is reacting to foods, bugs, wait, and toxins. Wait a minute, Chuck. You can do that, but I can't look at any of this stuff. How is the average person going to look at all this stuff? What are we supposed to do now? Tell, tell, me, tell me, because I can't look at my protein and stuff. You want me to do a blood test or a pee test regularly? Why? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, through through objective laboratory science. You know, uh, you don't well, have to about, be a doctor. Uh, what about the average person? I mean, I'm talking about the average person now. How is a person, you know... They need to find, they need to find somebody who is, is uh, proficient in what's called functional diagnostic medicine. So you think people should have it themselves tested regularly? Oh, I do, absolutely. Really? And, so and, and, and you don't wait till you're sick... Because, see, I've, I've worked with a lot of cancer patients who almost universally tell me, and I'm talking nine out of ten people with cancer. And our, you know, listeners no, can, I wish they had gone to somebody sooner, right? Well, no, they, they don't believe that they were ever sick. 
they will, they, they're, they're diagnosed with cancer, and almost all of them, 9 out of 10 cancer patients, and people can check this with their friends and family that have had cancer. They'll tell you, I was never sick. I can't believe that I have cancer. Well, that really drove me nuts because I knew that you can't have cancer and be healthy. Right. But what I saw when I worked at a laboratory and I started reviewing tens of thousands of laboratory tests, I saw that people grow accustomed to being sick. And until they're so sick that it compromises their function or they get a big mass or they just can't function anymore, they, they, they just kind of think that that's the way life is. Let me ask you a, a question, okay, because I, I, I look at everything from my eyes, which is what I have to do. So, and from my point of view, I want to stay healthy. I want to, you know, live longer. I'm really not much into going and having myself, going to doctors and going to, the, you know, professionals and having tested regularly. So isn't there something that we can do on our own to determine, you know, some way we can uh, tell if we're, if we're, you know, we're getting sick or not? Because I... You know, I myself, the answer, I have, the to, be answer, really, the I have answer, to be really open to myself to determine if I'm sick. Personally, I'll tell you right now, I think I'm sick. Something's going on with me that tells me that I'm sick for one reason or another, food allergy, sinuses. Or, so, yeah, but it probably went on for a long time without me even noticing it. So I have to find a way that I can do, like, self-diagnostic, look myself in the mirror, Test my, my blood pressure. That's, there has to be something, right? Andy, you, Andy that's, that's, just, that's just what I was telling you. Cancer patients get used to being sick. We all get used to being sick, and we don't know it. And so there is no way to, to uh, self-diagnose yourself by how you feel. How you feel is completely erroneous with regards to whether or not you're healthy or not. Yeah. And and waiting for blood chemistries to be out of range, which is what our, our professionals do, is also not accurate because, you know, you can learn to diagnose a, an imbalance way before you have an out of range. And, and waiting for things to be... Do that or are you saying we should no, go to a... No. No, I'm saying that you need, to, you, you need to find a naturopath, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a nutritionist who is proficient in, in looking at laboratory testing and knows how to interpret it correctly. I'm not a big fan of muscle testing. And, uh, and so if, if, because it's subjective. The person that is taking care of you should not be measuring whether or not what they're doing is working they need to send you to somebody who is objective and doesn't have a vested interest in saying, hey, what I'm doing is working. No, 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 no. You, you have an objective scientific test that's completely impartial that whoever is doing the testing doesn't know the practitioner, doesn't know the client, and is able to say, okay, here's where the chemistry is. For a person to, to do a subjective test, and, and, and determine whether or not what they're doing is working or not is, is just uh, is, 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 is inaccurate. And so laboratory that's testing... That's because I feel, I feel uh, that's exactly... So I go to the chiropractor and he's testing me, you're, you know, you're doing fine, you're doing fine. I go, um, yeah, you want me to be doing fine. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so you want me to come back. It's the intent, it's the intent, right, the intent. And I would rather go to somebody's stranger and have him test me, and he'll say, well, yes or no, right? He never doesn't know anything about either of us. Walk in. If you, if, if, if you draw blood from yourself every day of the month, 
and you send that blood into a laboratory and you send it under a different name and you, you will see that that laboratory test is almost identical for those 30 days. I mean, laboratory science is very, very accurate and very, uh, uh, is, is, is reliable. However, the problem is, is in the interpretation of the lab test. And as I say, if you wait until the lab test is really high or really low, you waited too long to take action. There's five steps from health to death. When you're born, you're in perfect balance. The next step is you get out of balance. The next step is that that out of balance creates tissue change. The after tissue change, you get symptoms, and after symptoms, death. So if you wait until you have symptoms, you've waited until you've already had tissue change, and the tissue change occurs after years and years of being out of balance. So really what you want to look at when you look at a blood chemistry is not all of the chemistries that are out of balance. I mean, those are obvious. Anybody can tell you that they're out of balance. You want to learn and, and study how to tell when things veer off of optimum and you see the beginning of a problem, that's the time to take action to bring it back to optimum. You know, what, you talking about, is a, what you just said is a perfect example of a good gardener. You bet. You bet. Those, those, those success steps that can be exactly applied to plants. I agree. You can see you can see their cellular change, and something doesn't look right. You can tell that's not looking the way it's supposed to look. Well, that's that's the neatest thing, Andy, is that we realize, and I think it's really profound to realize that we are made from the our tissue is made from the food that we eat. Exactly. And we so any any <laughs> anybody believes that you know it doesn't matter what you eat is misguided. And anybody believes that you can take a prescription when you have a problem and the prescription is going to cover up your symptoms, anybody that believes that that's a good practice of medicine, you got a problem. It won't live very long. And, 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 so, and anybody that believes that you can eat whatever is sold in the stores, whatever is sold at the groceries, whatever is sold at the, at the gas stations, and it's all been tested and it's okay for you, all you got to do is look around. And you don't have to have magic glasses to tell whether or not people are healthy. You can oh, you tell can when someone's it. not. You yeah, you can tell. Right. You can and, 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 and we right. now know that if, yeah. if you go out in public and you're in a big area where there's lots and lots of people, you can look around and easily half of the people that you see are not healthy. You can look by, you know, just by the, you know, how they look, what their the energy level is. When you go in a garden, when I go do a house call, Walk around, I go, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and it's like, well, why did you wait so long <laughs> to? Yeah. I said, I told this one lady, you know, 10 years ago, you could have talked to me. I would have, like, uh, uh, there's another customer. Uh, she had me come. I'm not going to give her name because she's very famous, well known. And, you know, I, and I told, her, I told her what the problem was in terms of what they were doing wrong and that they need to solve the problem. And I'm more happy to do it. And this is what it will cost because I don't, I don't, I'm not cheap. I, I, I'm probably the most expensive gardener you're ever going to run into. <laughs> if you want to call me, a, call me a gardener. And the lady said, I'd rather let the tree die. And I said, you, you don't understand. That tree is going to die, but everything on this property over here is going to die too because you have been doing the whole wrong thing. They've been watering like every day for a few minutes, right? Every day for a few minutes. That's their watering cycle. 
And your city, you know, city water's got fluoride, bromide, whatever else has got in there to kill the bacteria. And it kills the bacteria in the soil. So the, and then they have fertilizer soil. So they, the whole place is trace mineral deficient. On top of that, you know, just a little water. So they say we cut up. What do you get? You know, we have a high temperatures and you have water. You get diseases. They spread. They, it goes up in the humidity goes up and it spreads the disease. So the tree was getting passing diseases. It had everything was diseased over there. And so uh, arborists came and said, "Oh, you're watering too much." Which they were watering. They were watering every day, and that was that was part of the problem. So they turned it off for five days. Everything died. The grass died. Everything died because it had shallow root system. Only thing that was alive was the tree because it had a little bit deeper roots, and the tree was looking bad too. And when I came there, I told them, "Well, your soil's dead." Are you having thing and having a trace mineral deficiency? Yeah, uh, you were watering too much, but you, you, the water wasn't the problem. You were watering the wrong way. You, the trees need deep root systems. The lawn needs to have deep root systems. It's better to water deeply twice a week than a little bit every day. You have a major problem here, and you have a trace mineral deficiency. Everything's catching one disease or another. And, the, and arborists, which I am an arborist, but I'm a natural arborist, they came and what's their solution? That's spray for the pesticide. They spray fertilizers down, everything's fine. It almost killed everything on top of that because there were just too many <laughs> to even respond to the chemicals. But listen, yeah. we can keep talking for hours, and we're already over the hour thing. I mean, we can be here for a couple hours, but I've learned from experience. An hour is enough. I don't think people can listen to us for over an hour, okay? Unless they're re- Only if they were sick, probably. Like, Man, i got to do something. Like, oh, these people are making sense, right? But, well, here's, not- here's what I'd like to talk about next time. Okay, what you were just talking about is a schedule. And, and I tell people, if you want to get healthy, you know, when we have babies, we feed our babies on a schedule. Yeah. And, and, and as, a, as people get into their 80s and 90s, if you ask any of them, what's the secret to your longevity? They'll tell you they, they have a schedule. Yeah. They eat, they feed themselves, they drink. They sleep, they That's exercise, right. they go to bed on a schedule. It's important. Your body and, needs that. Just like and, and, and so what I found is that the root cause of our diseases is not genetics or bad luck. It's because we've been making the wrong daily choices. So scheduling your day right is the way to correct your health problems. You can't, there's no magic bullet. There's no silver bullet. There's no magic cure. There's no superfood that's going to, you know, solve all your problems. And when you, when we began the conversation, Andy, you said that when you have the sinusitis, you're realizing that you've got a habit that needs to change, and so you're going to transform. Well, I tell people with cancer, if you want to cure and reverse your cancer, then you need to transform your daily choices. And so I use laboratory tests and history to really, you know, correctly help people identify the daily choices that they make. And so the time that you wake up, the time that you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks, the time that you exercise, and the time that you go to bed, together with how you perceive your daily life as distressful or happy, grateful, or judgmental, those are the daily choices that transform our health. But you cannot get healthy unless you transform your daily choices. And what's so neat is that if you're sick and you've been sick for decades and you start making the correct daily choices in one month, I have seen people transform 
how they feel. It doesn't transform their underlying health. That takes arguably years of making the right choices. But within a month of somebody who is suffering from some complaint that they've had for many, many years, I'd say 80% of the people that I've worked with can, within one month of making the right choices, see a dramatic shift occur. So in the plant world, same thing. When I go to somebody, I say, you've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> you have to do it this way. If you mm-hmm. do it this way, you will see results. If you keep doing it that way, you will not get the results you want. Simple. Yeah. It's the very yeah. same thing. You guys, you guys put them down. Okay, what, you're not fertilizing or, or taking care of your plants. You're ignoring them, and yet you want them to look good. You can't do that. If you, if you say, let nature take care of fine, just ignore everything and, and let it happen whatever happened if you want to be a mother nature's helper you have to understand there's a day and a night there's a cycle things happen in mm-hmm. the cycle of reasons for a reason in nature and if you mm-hmm. don't understand that you will not be a good gardener a good gardener sits down the immediate thing he does is sit down and relax and understands what the cycles are going on here what's mm-hmm. going on here that's what permaculture is all about understand mm-hmm. the cycles set yourself up on a certain fr- the plants know you're going to feed them and water them on a certain day and time. That's what lunar cycles is all about. You, know, you can get really carried away in that. But, but you understand that things need to be, that's why one lady says, I water manually. I water whenever I get around to it. I say, wonderful. That's why your plants are looking so bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't water your plants on a certain time frame, they don't know what the heck is going on. And if you look at nature, well, nature waters whenever, you know, the seasonal, so you have to deal with that in a different aspect entirely. And, and people with trees don't seem to understand it. You're nature now. You have taken over their water and their fertilization and their care. Mm-hmm. You're their guardian. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can't just ignore what the cycles they're used to. You can't just say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do, uh, like, for example, one lady had a lawn, took the lawn out, said the tree does not need water or care. And the tree is surrounded by a sidewalk and uh, streets and <laughs> things that are not normally the tree would deal with, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said, lady, when's, when's an animal come and died under your tree, an animal peed or anything? It hasn't happened. So your nature, you got to deal with it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen, we're going we're gonna to finish our show here, uh, and then we'll be back again. Uh, remember, if you guys want to uh, get on the show, I would prefer, I'm sure Chuck would too, if he emailed us first. But if you just want us to show up, I know people... T- We'll go on talk to you. They, they tend to just pop in. That's fine, too. And we're happy to talk to you. Just related to the body and the garden, and keep everything out of it for now. So uh, happy growing. Do you have anything else to say before uh, I uh, disconnect you, Chuck? <laughs> well, I, I tell you, man, we've confirmed in this last hour and a half why we've been friends for decades and, and why we want to share this information with others because you have a perspective that is identical to the perspective that I have your focus is on plants. My focus is on humans. But, you know, we are, we are as humans, we're made from plants. My and, focus and, is on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been really fun to confirm, you know, how, how fun it is to talk because we share the same perspective. And I think we can offer a lot to people that are looking to have a better garden and to have better health. Well, I'm going to ask any of my friends who are into this, this stuff if they would like to be on, if they have a question, or if they want to know, more, you know, get involved more. Because I do have a lot of friends that, that are, because of me, they're thinking pretty much the same. They have to 
take care of their body, they have to eat good. And on top of that, I run across people who are thinking the same path. Lots of really cool people are understanding. you got to not only take care of your body, but the earth's body too. You can't have a good body and have a bad earth body. The two <laughs> have to go together. You can't live in a toxic environment. I mean, you can't just move to the moon, right? And you can't pollute the pool. The Buddhists say you can't, the frog does not pollute the pond he lives in. Amen. So, you know, and the frog won't. You can't meditate if you're sick. I mean, you know, I got I got a friend who says I'm having a hard time meditating. He's like my stomach hurts and he says, "Well, Sam, it's the same same thing. He's he's trying to learn to meditate, but his brain is somewhere else, and he has all kinds of physical problems. And and you can't the mind the 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 spirit the spirit cannot overcome the physical body. So no matter how spiritual you are, if you're sick, if something's wrong with that physical body, and you're not paying attention to the basics that is need. Yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah. Bye bye. Then the spirit will be, and your spirit will do something else in another plane, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, right? Okay, man. Yeah. So we're gonna go. We'll be back here next Saturday again, same time. I'm gonna get ready to do my show now. Don't panic. It's organic. This show will also be posted on Don't Panic. It's organic. Organic. Uh, what's in your garden? Uh, and then uh, the Invisible Gardener show. And I'm also gonna put it under the WTF show. You know, I have a WTF show called What the Frack. <laughs> Which has you know, perfect. What we're talking about here is perfect. I mean, it's because it, what the frack basically is telling people: look, if you don't start paying attention to the earth you're on, you're never going to have a good, healthy body. It ain't going to work. Yeah, unless That's you're right. in a swimsuit, unless you're in a space suit, or living in some kind of you know thing. I mean, it's bad enough that you know scientists saying we got 20 years methane is going to kill all living things. That report you sent me, I read it, man. Did you read where it says? If you follow the line of extinction, this is where we're all going to become extinct. Did you see that part? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not, yes. not good. Not good. So this, we have a lot of things on our table. Human beings have a lot on their plate. But I really believe in, in the, you know, just recently scientists have declared this the era of the human race, and they gave it a name. I forgot what it was. And they said, you know how we can tell it's by the footprint that and the human beings live the toxins and all the waste and all the bad that they've done. That, that is what determines the human error. Not the consciousness or anything good, but the, just the stuff that we have done. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I said, holy cow, this is how... Because, you know, the era of dinosaurs was the dinosaurs. And, you know... This is the Anthropocene, Anthropocene area. Man, man caused climate disruption. Right, exactly. That's, and it's like, whoa. I said, That's how we... That, we the, this era is named after the the stuff that we're doing bad. <laughs> yeah, Holy yeah. cow, that's bad, that's bad. So we have a lot on our table, but I truly believe that we have the ability, like I tell on my radio show, Captain Kirk says, Spock, we're not going to kill today because we're so busy killing ourselves, we have to stop that and turn around and go, holy cow, <laughs> let's put all our energy into saving the earth because, you know, the earth will be here. There's no problem with that. The earth doesn't have any problem going through another, uh, another climate change and another ice age. Us humans that we may have to deal with, right? Cause how we're, we're, made, we're, we're made from an evolution of the bacteria, and bacteria is going to be here long after we're gone, and they'll make another form make of another life. One. Exactly yeah. right. And do, call it but we, but, and start from there. But we and our children won't be around to enjoy it. That's kind of no, a tragedy. No, it's a tragedy. So I love you, Chuck. Uh, oh, love you too, man. This was fun. Okay, great. Talk to you next bye. week. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye.